Amen. You may be seated and good morning again, everybody. You know, this next Thursday is going to be the Thanksgiving and um, um, we're going to give God thanks for everything that he's done. If I were to ask you to write down on a piece of paper how many things that you have to be thankful for, we'd probably be here all day. But having a thankful heart is very, very important. There's always something to be thankful for. Thankful. The Bible says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks. Not for everything, but in everything give thanks. We express our gratitude to God, to people that he's used to help us, maybe through our trials and through our difficulty, because we can't walk this walk alone, can we? We need people with us who can hold up our hands and to pray for us and to encourage us. We should, be sm we should be thankful for the small things as well as the big things. Uh, Thanksgiving should be a lifestyle. I thank God for, you know, just plain water. When I see people don't have water in other countries, third world countries, they don't have water and they don't have a bed to sleep in, food on the table, clothes to wear, you know, um, a house to live in. There are so many people today that are homeless uh, we should be thankful for your children, your grandchildren, your wife, your husband. Most of all, you should be thankful for your salvation, that Jesus paid it all, all to him we owe. So we should be thankful for the blood of Christ. We should, we should not take these things for granted. There are so many things that we do take for granted. I think all people in the world uh, should be thankful for something. But just remind yourself today how many thankful things that you can be thankful for. Forcing our thanks helps. Forcing our thanks help because it reminds us how blessed we are. It is easy to fall into the trap of looking at what we do not have and complain about what we don't have instead of appreciating uh, the things that we do have and the people that God has put in our lives to bless us. I remember a time when I asked God for something and, I, and he showed me uh, I didn't really appreciate what I had, so why should he give me more? So appreciate what you have and don't worry about the things that you don't have. There's always something, if we allow ourselves, there's always something we can complain about, but we don't want to do that. Why should God give us more if we complain about what we already have? Complaining gives, I think, com complaining grieves the Holy Spirit. It seems that the world is not content anymore. Some people want more possessions. They think that more possessions will make them content. If I had a bigger house, a bigger car, a big more money in the bank, if I had, no, that will not make you more content. The Bible says, godliness with great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. But we brought nothing into the world and we will take nothing out. And have food and clothing with these things be content. God has promised to meet our needs, not our wants. You know, uh, Paul said, now that I speak to regard need, I have learned whatever state I am to be content. You know, this time of the year, the TV commercials and the advertisements are, especially around now, is going to be trying to sell you everything under the sun. Uh, bless their worldly way. They want to make you discontent with what you have so you can go out and buy more and, and, and keep you in debt 
and I know a lot of people, my neighbors, they go out and they buy so much stuff, and they, the next Christmas come around, they still paying on the same stuff they bought last Christmas. Well, you know, if you, it's, I don't, I don't uh, recommend that. Uh, you know, I, I asked my wife, I said, what do you want for Christmas? She said, I don't know. I said, she said, well, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what? I don't know. But, but you know, when you, when, you, when you have so much, when you have so much, I mean, I can only wear so many pairs of shoes, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just thankful for the shoes I got, you know what I'm saying? And he said to them, take heed, Jesus said, beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist of the abundance of things that he possesses. Most of the world tries to find life in possessions. There's, but there's no life in these things. There's nothing wrong with having things, but you can't find really joy and contentment in them. But I encourage you to take some time every day and choose to think the things and the people that God has blessed you and put in your life. Do not let your prayer life be. Don't let your prayer life be. Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me. Amen. You want, you want the Lord to be, be thankful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Psalms 103. And, and, and uh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. There's a lot of benefits. Do you know that there are Christians in the world that they cannot, they cannot worship freely like we can? They have... Been, been, been disowned by their families. Some people have been in prison and even killed. Some Christians are even killed now for their faith. But we are blessed to have freedom to worship in this country when there are so many countries carrying a Bible and preaching the gospel is illegal. We are thankful, not just one day of the year. I thank God every day that I'm able to Wake up, and I thank him more, I'm able to get up. But we should thank God every day. The first thing should come out of our mouth. Not simply during the holidays, we should be thanking God all the time. Let's be thankful people. I know many of us this Thursday is going to be sitting around the dinner table with our friends and families and having a great time. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to be doing the same thing. I'm going to have a house full. I mean, I tell you, if I can't see, if I can't see them and I ain't got enough seats, I'm going to set them on the floor. I'll get them in there some kind of way. I tell them, come on over to my house, boy. I'm going to be bringing it and we're going to be, and I'm going to have everybody after dinner, I'm going to have everybody go around and I'm going to say, now, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Get into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Psalm 104, be thankful to him and bless his name. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endured forever. Psalm 107, let the redeemer of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Gratitude is an attitude. Your attitude is a profound, plays a profound impact in your life, how you view life. You can view life with a negative attitude or you can view life with a very positive attitude. And you get to choose your own attitude. No one can choose it except you. Attitude can make you or break you. We want to have a, the right kind of attitude toward Thanksgiving. Ingratitude, ingratitude is a terrible thing. You know, God doesn't owe us nothing. Nothing. 
He hasn't got to do anything for us, but there are blessings following him if you do it his way. Our attitude play a big part in how we handle the trials of life. Adam and Eve wasn't happy and was not content for, for what they had. I mean, God had provided everything for them, everything they needed to sustain life. But they disobeyed and went after something that they didn't have, and they lost everything that they did have. Everything we have is because of him. James said, every good and perfect gift comes what? From above, from the, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variations I shall of turning. Every good and perfect gift come from God. For in him we, what? We move and we have our being. We are commanded to give thanks. A grateful person will be a happier person. You find that out. A grateful person will be a more contented person and a more peaceful person. I know that things are hard of parents of a child that is ungrateful when their parents does things for them. When I was back in Tennessee, when someone gave me a piece of candy, you know, I used to love candy. That's why I had to go to the dentist a lot when I got older. But my mom would say, well, what are you going to say? I said, thank you. If someone said, does you give you a piece of candy? You know, I used to like those Snickers, you know what I mean? Who know about that? Sugar daddies and sugar babies and all that stuff. Terrible for your teeth. Terrible for your teeth. But my mom would say, what are you going to say? I would say, thank you. Therefore, by, by him, let us continually offer up the sacrifice of praise of God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Hebrews 13, 15. Let us, th therefore, continually offer the praise of of our God, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to him. Wow. Every time I get in the car, boy, I tell you, drive, driving, I say, and when I get cut off by these crazy drivers in Washington State, because some of these people cannot drive, and I said, Lord, thank you. Thank you. At midnight, I will rise and give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. Psalm 119. I will rise at midnight. If you want to be thankful, get around thankful people, not complainers. Negative people, they can show that they are not thankful. But we, are a lot, we have a lot to be thankful for. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called to one body. And be thankful, Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which you were also called into one body. And be thankful. If you have the peace of God this morning, be thankful because there's a lot of people do not have peace in this world today. A lot of people are worried. A lot of people are fearful. A lot of people are confused. They don't know what to do. If you have the peace, and that's why Jesus wants you to have peace. Jesus said, what my peace I give to you, not as the world give. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You want to have God's peace. Being justified by faith, we have made peace with God, Romans 5, 1, through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't have the peace of God, you've got to ask yourself, why not? And you can have peace in the middle of a storm. If I were to ask you to make a list of everything that you could be thankful for this morning, what would you write down? What would you write? Matter of fact, I want to hand out some paper here in a few minutes. Y'all just start writing. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. But true, true thanksgiving is more than a holiday. 
when we count our blessings, it's time to remember our relationship with God. Our relationship with God is a source of all blessing. It reminds us of what is really important in life. It helps us kind of to prioritize things. Moody said that he can't count or remember them all. Too many blessings. God always is always ready to give more abundantly when we are when we previously are appreciated and valued the gifts that he's already given us. We are sometimes so ungrateful. We take things for granted. We take that all at all from God and sometimes we offer him very little in return. We live in an ungrateful world, don't we? Thankless lives are usually selfish lives. One sign of the last days is people will be unthankful. Second Timothy one through four. The last days, people are going to be very, very, very unthankful. Because he said, know this in the last, last days, perilous times will come for men will be what? Lovers of themselves. We see that today. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, hearted, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. We see that today. As Romans said, talks about because they knew not God, they did not glorify him, him as God Neither were they thankful because they knew not God. They did not glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful, but they were fruitful in their thoughts and foolish hearts were darkened. We see that today. Enjoy the things that you have. Don't worry about the things that you don't have. He said they professing to be wise, they became fools. You know about the lepers. We, we talked about it last time, but I won't go into death on it. But the 10 lepers came and they were incurable disease. In Luke 17, we covered that. But only one came back to say he was thankful and he was a foreigner, a Gentile. The rest of them was Jews. The one that shouldn't have come back, he came back. The rest of them should have came back too and said thankful. And Jesus said, hey, I know there was 10. There was 10 of them. Where's the other nine? Where are they? But this man came back and said, thankful. Are we among the ten or are we among the nine? This week, Thanksgiving holiday is when we, is when we offer, we remind ourselves and we say thank you and we be grateful of what God has given us and be grateful for all the blessings that he's given us. Every day be, should be Thanksgiving day. So why has one day of the year been designed especially for Thanksgiving. Well, when the, when the pilgrims came to America to make a home in the wilderness, they came to this country looking for freedom to worship God according to the dictates of their own conscience. They had first harvest in 1621. So to Plymouth, Massachusetts, in the fall of 1621, a little handful of devoted people in the midst of many trials and many perils and many hardships Set, up, set apart a day for thanksgiving to God. And on that day, they feasted and they gave thanks. President Lincoln appointed this last Thursday of November as thanksgiving. Now, now thanksgiving is a tradition and is, and is firmly established in America. 
Every person who has a grateful heart should devotedly thank God, take stock and count his blessings. Thanksgiving should be a, a, a spirit, a way of life throughout the entire year. Thanksgiving is a sense, it's a state of mind. That's what it is. Being thankful. What does God owe us? Nothing. If a person isn't thankful of what he's got, he's not going to be thankful for what he can get. You can have everything you want. If you, if you could, if you could, would you be thankful? If God gave you everything you want, I mean, what would you put it anywhere? Where would you put it? If he gave us everything you want. Therefore, I give thanks to you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. Second Samuel twenty-two fifty. I will give thanks to you, O God, among the nations, and I will sing praises to your name. The greatest acts of worship. Praise his name. I am thankful for this church. I'm thankful for the believers. I'm thankful for just having a place to meet. I'm thankful for people who come and and want to hear the word. Because the word will build you up and make you wise. As we think of Thanksgiving, we should agree we are blessed, probably the most blessed people on earth. We have abundance in this country. Unqualified anywhere else. Unequal to anywhere else in the world. We have an abundance in this country unequal to any place else in the world. We are a people in a nation truly blessed. Truly blessed. When we think of the early pilgrims, we immediately think of the hardship doing it would do, it would do without. When I think all I have, I think of what they didn't have. No Americans were more underprivileged than that small handful from the Mayflower. They had no homes, no government agency to help them build their homes. They had no means of transportation. All they had was their legs. The only food came from the sea. The only food they had came from the sea and from the forest. And they had to get that for themselves. They had no money, no place to spend it. If, if they did have money, they had no place to spend it. They had no amusement except what they made for themselves. No means of communication with their relatives in England. No social security. They had no social security and they had no Medicare. But let us not consider them underprivileged. For they had many great human assets Americans like today. They had initiative. They had courage. They had a willingness to work in a strong faith in God. They had determination. They had divine motivation. They had inspiration. It's always something to be thankful about. I was reading about this lady. She was in a wheelchair. She had no arms. She had no legs. And they said, whoa, but poor lady. She said, don't worry about me. She said, I can see. They, they said, well, what if you lost your sight? She said, well, I can hear. He said, what if you lost your, your hearing? Well, I can smell. The lady, she refused to give up. She found something to be thankful for. We live in an unthankful 
in an unthankful and an ungrateful generation. It seems more people have the less they appreciate what they do have. That's going to be like that. Let's express our gratitude. You know, we, when we last time, when was the last time you thanked God who answered your prayer? You know, we pray for things, and when God answers our prayer, do we, do we really thank him for answering our prayers? When was the last time you, you thank God for meeting your needs? When God, you pray for God to meet your needs, when God meets your needs, do you thank him for it? It is said our prayer life contains 98% of requests and just 2% of thanksgiving. Far too many people pray just in time, just, in, just when the crisis comes. They pray when crisis hit. They give no indication that God is part of everyday life. He want to be a part of your life every day, not just on Sunday. Most of the time, deliver as... Most of the time, people today live as they please. When a crisis hit, they fall on their knees, they cry out to God for help. As soon as he gets them out of that gym, they return right back to their old lifestyle. The tragedy is that many of us is in danger of being among the nine lepers. We are quick to pray for help, slow to give thanks. It's a sense Jesus still asking questions. Jesus asked that question, where is the nine? Be anxious for nothing, the Bible said. The Bible says worry. Anxious is worry. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your mind, will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. If you worry, don't pray. If you pray, don't worry. God wants to make thanksgiving an essential part of our prayers. By giving thanks, we will remind God of his faithfulness. Haven't God been faithful to you so far? You think God has taken us this far to drop us, to let us go? I don't think so. Faithful that he that called it to you and he will do it. In this world, you will have tribulation. But he said, you know, like David said in Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But why? Because God is with me. You got to believe that. Because every time you have a trial, Satan say, well, where's God at? Well, he, he left you, man. He don't know what's going on. No, that's not true. The father of lies is going to lie to you, especially in your trials. As our faith grows, our faith should be growing stronger and stronger. And we can realize that nothing, nothing is too hard for him. Nothing. Have you ever come to the Lord for help? Then forgotten to thank him for what he's done? Wow. Do you thank God for his blessings he gives you every day? You know, your health. Do you thank God for that? I know every time I visit the hospital, you know, in uh, some of these convalescent homes and these senior centers homes, and it's got hundreds of people that's in wheelchairs and sick and I walk in and sometimes they call me names I can't say in church. But, um, but I just ignore that because I know they're on medication. I know they don't mean no harm. But it's some, some of the most depressing places you ever see in your life, man. And I walk out there and I say, thank you, Lord, I'm not in there. Thank you, Lord, I'm able to walk out of this hospital. Thank you, Lord, I'm not in that bed. Your health is a blessing. We don't, don't take it for granted. But... 
And if I had a meal today, I'm able and, and I'm able to guess, you know, to get dressed. We are better off than many people in this world. Most importantly, we can be thankful that our sins have been forgiven. Blessed is a man whose sins has been forgiven. Blessed is that man. Your sins have been cast as far as the east from the west and cast into the bottom of the sea, never to remember, be remembered no more. That's it. We should be thankful for that alone. You have a relationship with God 24-7. He want to talk to you. Did you know that? Not just on Sunday. What do we do through Monday through Saturday? You know, the way things are getting, we should be thankful to the Lord every day. You can be thankful for something. But this world is hopeless. Sometimes we begin to take our walk with Jesus for granted, but we can, we can have peace when you wake up. And that's what God wants you to have. You know, we have a future with Jesus Christ. Bible said we have a future and he gave us hope. Jeremiah 29, 11. We have a future and a hope now when you come to Jesus. Everyone that doesn't have Christ doesn't have any hope. Maybe that's why the world is acting the way they do. Can you imagine living in a time like this with everything, all the negativity and not having any hope? Man, we got a lot of things to be thankful for. Let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I, he will never leave us. Covetousness is a sin of the mind that causes a person to lust after things that somebody else might have. Lusting after material things. Greed. Guard your heart. True contentment comes not from possession. It comes from our relationship with Christ. Be satisfied and pleased with what things as you have. We should be a thankful people this morning. Can you imagine if you look at your life right now and, and look at your life before you came to Christ? Can you see the difference? I mean, I hope you can see the fruit. Look at your life before you came, before you were a believer. Look how you were searching and look how empty you were. And you might have had material things. I know because I had material things. And I just, if I got bored, I would just go, I would just go buy another car, you know. Pretty soon, I didn't like that car. So I would go get another car. And pretty soon, I didn't like that one. And I'm thinking, well, what? I, I can buy what I want, and I'm still empty inside. I said, well, maybe I'll go uh, take a vacation. I come back, still empty. But boy, one night, I went to Costa Mesa, California, one night and heard that gospel. Man, I found out that I was a sinner and lost and on my way to hell. And boy, when I received Christ, that peace came in my life and it hasn't left since. It hasn't left since. Do you have the peace of Christ this morning? Or are you filling your mind with all this craziness out there in the world? It's crazy out there. The Internet's going crazy. Everybody's going crazy. Well, not all of us, you know, but they are. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father through him. Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks 
to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for that what indescribable gift, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 9, 15. Jesus was a gift to us. Jesus didn't have to do what he did. I would not be alive today if it wasn't for Jesus. I would not be alive. I look back at my life sometime before I came to Christ, how many times I came close to death. I, was, I just think I was driving down the road one time in Tennessee and a bullet came through the windshield and missed my head by pew. I look back, I said, was that a bullet? Sure it was. But God spared me. I remember before I was a believer, I would be driving home and I get home and I didn't know how I got there the next day. I didn't know how I got home. I'm thinking, well, I could have ran over somebody. I don't, I don't know. I, 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 get, I, I, was, I was driving. I was just lost and searching, and I'm driving and driving, and I'm driving my new car, and the radio was playing, and I'm, and I'm tired, and I just want to just drive and drive and drive, and I fell asleep under the steering wheel, and a rock hit my car and woke me up. I was finna go over the edge in Santa Monica, California. I was going over the edge of the cliff, and a rock hit my car and woke me up just in the nick of time. And I look back at this thing, man, if I, had, if I had died, I would have been in hell. I didn't have Christ, but God spared my life. And I said, well, I should be so thankful that I'm here today to express that. I'm here today to say now that I am a new creature, aren't you? Aren't you a new, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If we all were dead in trespasses and sin, all of us. The Bible says we walked according to this world. We walked according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. We did the same thing they did. So we can't be too hard on the unbeliever. We kind of forget sometimes where we came from. And maybe that'll turn that frown upside down. You forget sometimes what you, where you came from. You know how you were. But God has wiped that clean. When you come to Christ, that's what is so neat about it. When you come to Christ, all your past, present, and future sins have been forgiven. Can you believe that? And, and it, only when I came to Christ that I, I could find that fulfillment in life, that purpose in life. Now I'm not just anybody just walking down the street. Now I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know where I'm going. And I tell you, that means a lot on how you live. No matter how crazy it gets out there, the word of God is going to stabilize you. That's why you got to stay in it. The word of God will keep you stable. I know a lot of, word, a lot of people are not preaching the word of God anymore. And a lot of people are compromising, but we ain't. We're going to stick to it. I'll preach it to the day I die. I ain't never compromised in 40 years, and I'm not, not going to do it now. People want to come hear the word of God. I would think, you know, it's a lot of hype, a lot of hype in this and that, but the word of God has to be taught if people are going to grow. The Bible said God is rich in mercy, <clears throat> rich in mercy. Even we were dead in our trespasses and sin, Christ died for us. Even while you were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
For by grace we have been saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is a gift. Salvation is a free gift of God. Not of works, lest any man can boast. We can't boast about it. It's free. No one can get to heaven and say, oh, I was so good down there, man. I deserve to be here. No, you don't. No man is going to boast. You're not going to get to God and tell him how good you were because he knows better. It's a free gift. We were, Bible said, we were far off, but we were brought near by the what? The blood of Christ. Boy, I tell you, this is, this is really beautiful. It helps you view life different than anybody else. Give thanks to the Father who qualified us. You know, the, we have an inheritance. He delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us in the kingdom of his dear son. You were in the power of darkness, man. You were dead in trespasses and sin until Christ stepped in. Jesus standing before Pilate, you know, Pilate asked Jesus, are you the Christ? Jesus said, you know, my, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. He told Pilate that. My kingdom is, is not of this world, John 18, but if my kingdom was of this world, then my servants would fight. And your kingdom is not of this world. You don't belong here. You're just passing through. People say, I don't feel comfortable anymore in this world. You shouldn't, because this is not your home. If you do feel too comfortable down here, something's wrong. You, you don't supposed to fit in. We're not supposed to fit in. We're not supposed to feel too comfortable here. Because we are longing, as Romans said, we groan to meet Christ. We groan for heaven. We're looking forward to get out of here. And they can have all of this craziness. The Bible says, for we were once in darkness, but now we are light of the light. So now we should walk as children of light. Let your light shine. Well, there's a lot of hurt out there. You look around, you know, they say this time of year people get depressed and the suicide rate is up. This time of year around the holidays and people don't have no, no families. Look and see who you can minister to and say, hey, can I pray with you? I ask people all the time, you know, since I've been going to a lot of hospitals and stuff, I, they'd be telling me all their problems. What do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm a pastor. Really? Yeah. And they start telling me all their problems. And then I say, can I pray for you? They say, sure. Never had one say no yet. So when people tell you all their problems, when you leave here, you go out into the world, just say, hey, can I pray for you? Don't forget what Jesus has done, what done for us. Don't forget how we were. Let's, we forget. We don't want to forget. You know, the Bible says the unrighteous man will not inherit the kingdom of God. Neither thieves or covetousness and revilers and extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And some were some, were some of you. I said some were some of you, not now. But you have been washed. You have been cleansed. You have been justified by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you, you came out of one kingdom into another. You are in the kingdom of God, and when you're born again, God puts you into his kingdom. There's only two kingdoms. You're in one or the other. You can't be in both. You're either a child of the God or you're a child of Satan. You can't be both. You can't serve two masters. It's impossible. People say, oh, I'm not a, I don't believe in God, 
But I, I, I'm not of the, you know, if you, you're not serving God, you're serving the devil. Maybe you don't know it. Because the God of this world has blinded the minds of people. People are blind, spiritually blind, and they're spiritually dead until they, your eyes are only open when you're born again. I know I speak from experience. We speak from experience. The Bible says, Ephesians 2.10, we are his what workmanship, created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The Greek word workmanship, poema, it means a beautiful poem. You are a poem. You are, you are like a poem to God. He's a beautiful work of poetry, a beautiful work of art. That's, what God, that's how God sees you. This is something we really should be thankful for. We once was lost, but now we found. We were blind, but now we see. As we gather this Thursday with our family, our friends, and our dinner, don't forget to say thank you for the provisions that God has given us. Don't forget, uh, maybe you can look around the church today and maybe there are some people who don't have family. Uh, Invite them in your house. Hey, you know, it's, I'll invite them. I'll invite, I'll put all of you guys in my house. My church is small enough now. A guy with 5,000 people can't do that. But I'll put the whole church in my house. I don't know what, you just have to sit on the floor. But I'll put them in there. And we have us a good old time. But we're we, we, we loving each other. And I think really the reason why God has blessed us so much um, because of the love that we have for each other here and the unity that we have here among these. I've had people come in here, total strangers, and they say, man, there's something different about this church. Those people have a lot of love, and they are right. You guys have been great. Uh, it's great to be, a, be your pastor. It's great to come out and minister to you every week. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not through yet, I mean, with serving the Lord, I'm only going, I'm only, I'm only done as when God say I'm done, but I'm not done yet. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And uh, one day, maybe I won't be able to, but right now I can. Hey, I could have another 20, 30 years. I don't know. I'm going to find out though. I, I can't, I just, I, I, every time I think about it, Satan will say, man, man, you know, uh, you ought to just go ahead and quit, man. Here you are going to these treatments and all this stuff. I says, get behind me, Satan. You know, you're a liar and a father of it. You you, you never told the truth. So I says, I'm going to go as long as the Lord says. And when the Lord makes it clear to me, uh, he wants me to do something different, uh, he'll let me know. But right now, I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to keep the path. I'm going to stay the course. And I'm going to preach harder now than ever. Because I know it's a need for the preaching of the word of God. Amen. I was listening to John MacArthur last week and they said he's the most hated man on the earth. The most hated. Why? Because he tell it like it is. I mean, you tell it like it is, of course you're going to catch some flack, but don't take it personally. They say he, you know, he, he tell people the truth. And they say he's hated by so-called churches in the area and so-called religious people. And all he's doing is telling the truth. 
So, you know, just because you tell the truth doesn't mean that everybody's going to like you. Everybody didn't like Jesus, right? Look what they did to him. They put him on the cross. And he, he did, he did uh, went about doing good and did good to everybody. But that's okay. Great is your reward in heaven. You still stand for truth and you stand for righteousness. You got a ministry. Everybody's got a ministry on your job and your family. You know, it's your school. You got a ministry. So you can reach people I can't. And I can reach people you can't. But let's do what we can to, to snatch as many out the fire as we can. Because we don't know when the rapture is going to happen. It could happen any time. Jesus could come today. Now, if you got Christ, you are ready. If you have any unconfessed sins, repent. Repent today and get it out of your, out of your life. Because uh, you don't know. We don't know. You could come any time. So this Thanksgiving, I hope that you are grateful. I hope that you are appreciative. And I hope that you have a great time with your friends and your relatives and your families and whoever you're going to meet with and continue to have a thankful attitude and a thankful heart throughout the holidays. And I pray that God will use you to show his love to a dying, dying world. Shall we pray? Father, we're so thankful this morning that we are your, your children. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to come and hear your word. We pray, God, you would use us as we face this Thanksgiving holiday. Lord, we know it's not just one day, but it's throughout the whole year that we should be grateful and thankful. If you... If you're here this morning, you have not received Christ, you should invite Christ into your heart today. Jesus said, if you hear my words, harden not your heart, because today is the day of salvation. Don't ever put it off. Once you hear it, you're not sure you're going to get another day. You're not sure. Let's say, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. I believe you died and rose again, rose again on the third day. I confess you with my mouth and believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead. The Bible says you can be saved. Just ask him to come into your life. If you've done that, get into a Bible teaching church that's teaching the word of God and you start praying and reading your word for yourself and you start growing. And tell somebody else. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, that we are able to express our thanks to you this morning. And we will continue to do so throughout the week, throughout the year. And we ask God that you would bless each person this holiday season, this Thanksgiving season, and fill them with your peace and your joy. And may we be grateful for all that you've done for us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.